and a warm welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu and I'm recording from my studio here in London, UK, and I use this platform to share not just expert but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry and the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to if you don't make it to the PPC chat live discussions and even if you do, like, follow, share and retweet on that's right Twitter with my handle the marketing and join us in our LinkedIn group um, on the PPC chat roundup podcast and if you're on Instagram check us out on um, the handle at PPC chat underscore roundup to get quotes snippets memes and gifts that I find amusing so yeah join us on there as well but today I'm very delighted especially to share that for the first time and moving onwards we are now sponsored by Opteo. Opteo are an amazing smart way to manage your Google ads accounts. And what they do is that they just pull in your account, they pull in your data once you give them access and they make smart recommendations that improve Google ads performance. So it allows you to spend less time buried in performance data and more time doing your meaningful work and looking at the strategy. So it's a way of automation, but not Google automation. It's smart automation. And that's the way I like it. So think Scripps 2.0, where they use their API to actually give you some really amazing alerts, but also some ways of improving your performance based on your goals and not just in for the sake of improving spend and also allows you to edit some reports as well. They actually send you reports, edit reports and dashboards with your branding on top of it. So join several people that have found it amazingly useful. Find it, you know, we've got, they've had clients like Selfridges, Deliveroo, as well as Spotify, just to name a few. So check them out. I'm sure you'll find them useful. If you want to be one of those very amazing, happy customers, go on specialized link, a specific link, opteo.com forward slash PPC chat. And that I will give you 60 days free trial so that you can check it out. Make sure you're happy with it before you go through. For, to, for this first week, it's going to make it look like if it's 30 days, but it's actually 60 day free trial on that specific link, which is opteo, opteo.com forward slash PPC chat. So today, going back into our chat, we are led by Julie Buccini, taking us on a great conversation, if I do say so myself, talking about the future of PPC, especially off the back of Facebook's news. They are still Facebook, but they've got a new name, a new parenting company name called Meta. So yeah, Julie welcomes us saying thank you for joining today. She thought it'd be great after Facebook's futuristic announcement last week uh, to talk about the future of PPC. But first, how are we doing? And we've got some of our usual suspects that join our conversations regularly, especially of recent. We've got Dan Patterson going, doing well over here, interested to see what all you smart people have to say. Lawrence Chase as well joins us, says doing well. Holiday season is upon us. Marketers, yes, we've already started talking Black Friday preparations very much so in the depths of things this week. We've also got when Brown joins the conversation as well as Robert Brady going, hey everyone, it's a rainy fall day in Idaho, but I'm happy to be here. 
So yeah, we're going to get onto our questions and Julie starts us off with question one going, did you see and or read about Facebook's big, we are now meta and the metaverse is where it will be at announcements last week. Thoughts, reactions? My first thought was honestly that Mark Zuckerberg is having a midlife crisis and this is how he's doing it on a world stage. But outside, uh, all jokes aside, um, I'm not sure what to think about it. The name Meta, uh, I don't know, could, could cause problems for SEO. It's like, you know, think Meta keywords, Meta descriptions, that's already there. What does that mean of with Facebook being a giant? Are they going to take over those kind of keywords and make it not really work for other companies? I'm pretty sure I also saw a company that has the similar, the brand, their logo now of their version of M. Another company has one very similar to it. So, I don't know what that means in terms of uniqueness and being able to be distinct in the market. Anyway, let's see what more people are saying. Dan Patterson starts us off with saying, my initial reaction is that Facebook is trying to make Ready Player One a reality, which is like Tron type, you know, like alternate reality game world. (laughs) Dwayne Brown replies, nope, seems no different than Google getting Alphabet in 2015. Nothing has actually changed beyond someone is playing musical chairs at Facebook. We keep hearing how bad they are from news articles and whistleblowers, but little change has gone on. Robert Brady replies, honestly, I think the name Meta will end up being like Google's rebrand to Alphabet. Nobody will use it. I absolutely agree with it. That's really how I'm describing it to people. It's like, because Facebook will still be Facebook as the platform. They cannot take that down. The millions they will lose in brand recognition is unthinkable. So um, yeah, Facebook as a brand will still stay. Meta will be the parenting company that really nobody will be thinking about. Julie replies to question one as well saying, I watched the presentation. It was something. Personally, I could not have less interest in the metaverse as described, which is interesting because I'm smack in the middle of Facebook main cohort of users by age. Interesting. Lawrence replies, does not feel like it will change anything for most users. Too many folks have used the product as Facebook. I also felt like why and meh as my personal response to the whole thing. Precisely. Julie got replies to that saying, also really interesting that they did not show what your actual body would look like or be doing during all of the metaverse activities, probably because it is not appealing and it's not really something that they can really show. Steve Gibson replies, corporate rebrands are generally a big yawn, but I am intrigued that there are some humans to whom Zuck's metaverse doesn't sound like a version of hell. (laughs) And Jen, Julie then goes, a side question, what generation do you belong to? Curious if attitudes towards the metaverse vary across generational lines. Dan Patterson goes, I am that in between generation of Xenial (laughs) Xenial, X-E-N-N-I-A-L, don't quite identify with Gen X, but I'm definitely not a millennial born in 81. So yeah, I know I'm slap banging early millennial, geriatric millennials, as some of people have called that group. So like 1984, Anders Hoth replies, I'm Gen X and was born in the matrix. We called in the cave of Plato in my youth. Rachel Lowell replies, Gen Z. Yeah. And then we have Julie taking us on to question two saying, what do you think the future of paid search ads will look like? Before we go into that one, we've got Dogar Thomas going, second life was boring and difficult to monetize the first time. In response to Julie's part A of question one, he goes, I'm 34. So what does that mean? Millennial. It's what I think that is. I'm 37. 
So we're kind of in the same bracket, right? Ah, I don't know. Brad Badoski replies to question one saying, I did see the announcement. I think using a different name to encapsulate their full line of products makes sense already seen companies claiming the logo infringes upon theirs exactly so did i the vr stuff is interesting particularly the work related material they reviewed and then we have robert brady replying to the second part of question one saying i am on the old end of millennial and i have no interest in the metaverse i fundamentally question whether technology can or should replace real human interaction and then we have Ashwin replying to question one saying, nope, tweeted a meme and that was it. Literally the extent of how much I care until my work needs me to. Um, second part to question one, he goes, elder millennial, I guess, born in 1988. Oh, if he's elder millennial, I'm definitely geriatric millennial in 1984. Dave Galigos to um, second part of question one, he goes, X. Roshan replies to question two saying Google taking more control in the name of automation. Small businesses with limited resources will be the scapegoat of this automation. Steve Gibson replies to question two saying, I reckon it will be an ongoing battle between platforms that want to sell or create ad inventory, advertisers who don't want most of that inventory and users who don't particularly want to see ads. Sonica replies to question one saying, definitely saw it, hard to miss. Not a huge fan of how vague the rebrand is. Would have expected a more creative or unique name. Seems like a poor attempt at being the next Apple with a side of we want to rule the world thrown in. I love that with a side of we want to rule the world. Julie replies to that saying, I think you can really see in moments like this, the control MZ has over the organization. So Mark Zuckerberg, this is clearly his vision, not sure how much pushback or guidance he gets and listens to for a company this rich. They sure are clumsy and PR and announcements. Robert replies to that. He owns more than 50% of the voting shares. No need to ask for feedback. It has good and bad sides. I remember he was criticized heavily for buying IG right before the IPO cost a billion dollars, but it has paid off in spades. I'm sure he will use that as reasons as to why you should trust him and believe him. Look, my big idea back then paid off, even if you didn't trust it in the beginning. So Julie continues, uh, replies to that saying, yes, he clearly has control of it all. I marvel at how bad their PR stuff is with their resources. It is baffling how they aren't better. I can only conclude that he must need to approve everything and gets in the way of actual good PR. Gosh, how can you be doing that at such a world stage? And what really scares me, it has mixed people, founders, um, CEOs of smaller companies thinking that is okay. That's actually the bit that really annoys me. Ashwin then replies to question two saying creative or copy and consumer psychology will be top. Must be part of a wider marketing mix that has to include brand plays, cohorts or personas greater than individuals or actions. Attribution will be dead. I think if you're a PPC specialist five years from now, it'll be sure to do with knowing how people use those platforms rather than knowing how the interface works, reading and interpreting data intelligently will still be paramount. I think that's a very good answer. So that second part, he goes, I think if you're a PPC specialist five years from now, it'll be more to do with knowing how people use those platforms rather than knowing how the interface works. Reading and interpreting data intelligently will still be paramount. It's paramount now. And yeah, that will never go away. 
Robert Brady replies question two saying it's becoming more and more black box all the time. The general direction seems to be entering a credit card, a URL, and maybe a few text or image or video assets, and then let the platforms take it from there. Julie replies to question two as well saying, I think the future of search ads are going to be enter some basic criteria and platform does the rest with minimal options for manual maneuvering. I think specific keyword days are numbered as an input. All automation all the time will be the mantra. Joe replies to that saying, massive number of irrelevant conversions and no transparency, Google automation. When you have multiple competitors using the same automate bid strategy against each other, who wins? The people pulling the strings, which is Google. Lawrence replies question two saying automation is going to be more and more prevalent as the years go on. Advertisers will upload assets at some point only and the platforms will do the rest. And then we have Brad Bodowski replying to question two saying the future of the keyword still seems uncertain. I used to have reps two years ago that claimed they were going completely away. Oh, wow. Campaign types that do nearly all the lifting for you. Performance max more multimedia-based ad platformats. We've got Mike Ryan replying to question one, say I agree with Benedict Evans that this is a dual rebranding for Facebook and for VR, thus largely PR. There is meat to the bone though. Tech, commerce, and advertising will head in this direction. It just won't look the way it looks right now. And then we have Riley Duncan, who starts with in bracket millennial, Don't think much changes short term, but I was actually somewhat intrigued by the general ideas of what the future of the internet could look like, whether that's created by Facebook meta or not. Dithin replies to question one saying, when you say Instagram is owned by Facebook to a Gen Z, they would have asked Facebook who? Now they would ask meta who? (laughs) So he does think the language is going to change. Interesting. Dwayne Brown replies to question two saying audience-based, tons of automation and just a sprinkle human guiding the machines. Dan Patterson replies, this is what I see happening over time as well. Dwayne replies, it works for Facebook. Why wouldn't Google try to take more of their money away? Dan replies, exactly. And Sean Ellie replies to question two saying less data and levers for marketers to use and see forced reliance on automation from platforms could be good for large brands, but small companies will suffer. Julie replies, it gives us question three saying, what do you think the future of paid social ads will look like? But in response to question one, well, part two of question one, Mark Gustafson goes, uh, millennials and just wanted chime in in the metaverse. I have friends that works at Facebook with the VR team. Zuck regularly talks about sitting at the dinner table with Oculus on and eating dinner at the same table as your family that lives across the country. So what, Mark sitting with my family? Mark replies, I get to the skepticism, but there are real positives as well as real potential. Negative seems consistent with society developing with technology in the past. Julie replies, what about your family that is sitting at the same table as you? And yet that explains so much. Uh, Mark replies, for me, at least the idea of the aging parents or grandparents that live far away, being a little closer and of a little bit more real is a sweet one. Of course, there are other negatives, but I view that as an evolution of a family call to grandparents, etc. But who knows? That's his vision. 
And Julie replies, the idea of connectedness is a great one, but I do not see grandparents using VR. Setting aside expense and understanding of tech, I think there are real safety issues for seniors using this tech. Mark replies, perhaps, but they learned to set up webcams and use iPhones, as well as tomorrow's seniors are more tech savvy than today's seniors, but who knows? Oh, that's a good back and forth between Julie and Mark there. Is tech useful and safe for seniors and grandparents, great-grandparents, and will our seniors be more tech savvy than seniors of today? Interesting. Roshan replies to question three saying, going down the drain if you have a small set of data and revenue is the only KPI. Already the expansion or acquisition campaign is driving horrible CVR. And Riley Duncan replies to question two saying, like the analogy I heard from Silicon Valley's, I think, role of PPC manager becomes doctors, prevent bad interactions, pilots, monitor or stare automations, plus teachers, feed info to machines. And um, Frederick uh, Valley's Ria replies to that saying, awesome recap. It only took me a whole book to make that point. I love it. Mike Ryan replies, was it your first time sharing that publicly with Smek back in 2017? That was a great talk. I love that interaction. Dagar Thomas replies to question three saying, I know what the future of paid social ads should be completely gone. The current paradigm is wholly unethical and too rife with fraud to be trusted moving to a mass media approach may be more valuable. And then, yeah, Mike Ryan replies to question two, saying paid search discovery ads or paid discovery ads even, saying search as currently understood or text into a search engine will broaden to encompass a much larger spectrum of user inputs, not only voice behaviors and ad inventory locations. Saying the channel soup of performance max meets the vast inventory surfaces, meets the power of combined image or voice, meets the AI of pathways. And then, yeah, Robert Brady replies to Mark Gustafson, where Mark had said, millennial and just wanted to chime in on the metaverse. I have a friend that works at Facebook with the VR team. Zuck regularly talks about sitting at the dinner table with Oculus on and eating dinner at the same table as your family that lives across the country. Robert Brady replies, I could get behind this use case. However, it will skew the audience to people who have money for the tech and the internet connection speeds to handle it. They'll have to make a concerted effort towards accessibility. Very true. Very great point there. Julie replies to question three saying, I think the future of paid social is less clear. It is not going away and has reached that traditional search does not. I think we are in for a bit of a reboot on expectations regarding targeting capabilities, but I don't see a viable equivalent alternative yet. And then we had Dwayne Brown replying to question three saying, was re-watching Minority Report last night? Ooh, that's an open liner. I don't think it will get to that version in my lifetime, but something along those lines with how AR and VR is moving. And in response to that, Robert Brady goes, side note, Minority Report is an awesome film. Yes, it is. It's, it's a Tom Cruise film. It's one of his few that I do like. I do think Tom Cruise is a little overrated. Forgive me if you're a huge fan. But yeah, but I think Mission Impossible 1, great movie. Top Gun, great movie. Minority Report, great movie. A Few Good Men. Was it him and A Few Good Men? I hope so. The one where he was like a lawyer and he was speaking 
to Jack Nicholson. Yeah. And when um, Jack was like, you cannot handle the truth. That movie. Anyway, enough about movie reviews. Let's get back to the chat. We then have Robert Brady replying to question three saying, honestly, I feel like it's reverting to TV advertising of yore. With privacy stripping out the targeting precision, it's basically just mass marketing for large budget advertisers. Mike Ryan replies, glib answer, but look to APAC for clues. Also check out these great reads from Anders. So, so Anders, as well as Innovel says, so that is double N, double L, Innovel says, and they've got a few, he gives us a few links to um, some articles, which Julie is going to put on the official ppcchatter.com site. So check that out. Lawrence then replies to question three as well, saying tougher question than just paid search than just paid search. Social media is changing so fast and with VR on the horizon, then after that, for advertisers, we may get less audience granularity for targeting. And then Lawrence continues, government will scramble to regulate this industry as well. I feel that's, um, yeah, the paid social. I know medical studies have already been happening around the impact of social media as well as which will drive some of the rules and regulations. Julie replies, Facebook has shown it has no real desire to moderate what happens on its platforms now. I shudder to think what could happen in a VR setting. Dan replies, and we've seen how well people in government understand things like Finster. Yeah, that was an interesting yeah, Congress chat. Julie then gives us question four saying, is there an ad type that you think will become a big deal in the future that is not very well known or used right now? And we've got Julia Weiss coming in a little late, but she comes in with a very beautiful gift from <laughs> Shit's Creek. Love them. Mark Gustafson replies to question three saying, I think the future is here and has worked for quite some time. Less targeting by audience and more targeting through creatives. Creatives speaking to specific personas inherently guide the machine to the audience, qualify and target via creative. Ashwin goes to question four saying, um, replies to question four saying, I can see a big opportunity for local ads, but I only say this because they're underutilized, not unknown. Continuing his answer to question three, Mark goes, which brings into the question my worth as a media buyer. I think it becomes much more of a creative direction skill set. And I wonder how pricing that works. Probably more creative execution from the team, more creative hires for ad support, etc. Seeing this already. Roshan then replies to question four saying, I don't think ad type, but using multimedia will be a big push. I can see Google trying to add video as an ad extension option in search ads. Julie replies to that saying, Google definitely wants brands to think full spectrum on their advertising and do search, display, video, email, shopping, all under the performance max umbrella. I see that kind of trend continuing. Yeah, Google are always trying to upsell everything that they're doing. So that won't be surprising at all. Lawrence replies to question three saying, I think audio ads in these smart speakers will come up at some point. Video will still be strong, but video in the VR environment will also be big for the early adopters. Could be as simple as product placements inside the environments you are in. And Lawrence replied, I meant answered question four. Sorry, still in first of the month craziness. Yes, I'm still so feeling first of the month, first week of the month craziness. It's getting to me. Anders replies, I wrote an article about this a while back. Perhaps they are really already monetizing voice search as a source for building intent and interest audience segments. 
And we have Sean Ellie replying to question four, saying not necessarily ad type, but my hope or thought is as Google becomes more about the big business, there will be a user and business revolt and another platform will pop up to go back to the old Google and that is more local or small business friendly, similar to like a next door. And he continues, here's the thread that made me stop thinking about this. Even organic results aren't as helpful as they used to be could leave an opening for another player. That link to that thread will be shared on officialpcchat.com. And Julie replies, have you spent any time on Nextdoor? And I was going to think that as well. I joined Nextdoor when I moved into my latest neighborhood. And it's basically just people chatting about things going on in the neighborhood, especially dodgy things. Like the last one I saw was a girl might come and knock on your door saying that she needs a charger. And that's basically her way of scouting your house too plan of robbery so be careful about those things julie continues i swear it should be called you never knew how horrifying your neighbors were and you were happier then <laughs> yeah you know it's it's not i i hear about things that are going on for us to be more aware of to you know to be aware about some people trying to you know that have stolen something in your in your neighborhood or some people had to have you know carjacked so yeah it's a bit of like hearing about Horrible things happening in your neighborhood, but also keeps you more aware. Dave Galigwas replies, I'm already on, but just got another snail mail invite the other day at my new place. I like the idea of a search version of Next Door. Julie replies, the concept of Next Door is a good one. Unfortunately, people are often horrible and the pandemic has cranked up their horribleness to 11. Hey, what is Julie seeing there? I feel for her and how she experienced this pandemic time. Not sure whether um, I did give this question, but um, I will go back to it. Even if I did, um, Julie gives us question five saying, what are you most concerned about for the future of PPC? For me, my biggest concern is just like the sunsetting of keywords, more automation, the fact that we won't be able to target in the same way that we've had been. And we're just going to get, you know, more stuff hitting from us and not being able to really control our budgets and what our you know, money has been spent on. But yeah, so Anders replies to question five as well, saying opacity is my biggest concern. Just saw performance max from Google. They are handing us subpar GDN inventory to mix it up with the things we want. I would like to just do Google Maps for my local business, remove GDN and search partners like in the old days. Dwayne replies to question four saying whatever version 2.0 of shopping ads still seeing tons of brands not using shopping ads or worse think it's an either or type situation when combined with search ads. Julie then um, responds to question five as as well saying um, lack of transparency if you can't impact aspects of the account keywords for example why bother showing us any query data at all at some point we already can see a little with regard to RSAs and which combos work. Can't see junk forced in among stuff you want. Dwayne then um, responds to question five, saying not a concern as much as planning for the day we don't have a job. Dwayne, don't say that. <laughs> so what's, I feel like right now, all of us are starting to think, what's the side hustle that we can, we can tangent into, that we can sway into just in case our jobs become a lot less important. Hey, Hopefully podcasting will see me through and a bit of other bobs that I've got, bits and bobs I've got thinking about. Julie then takes us on to question six, our second to last question, saying, what are you most excited about for the future of PPC? 
Oh, it's hard to say. I, I'm very interested, intrigued to see if anyone has an answer to question six, but we do have some answers to question five. Ashwin goes, people's livelihoods, some advertisers will adapt to these changes in time easily or otherwise. Others will not, especially ones with smaller budgets. I also worry for people who don't see the writing and upskill if all they know is how to pull levers in Google ads, Facebook, etc. Steve Gibson replies, nothing much. It's been on the same path for years. In the end, the rules will change. The rules will always be the same. Whoever can turn an impression into money better than their competitors will dominate their niche. So now some positive thinking from Robert Brady. What he's excited about for the future of PPC. He goes, every time the rule change, the fastest learners will win. Yay. If you learn fast, there will always be opportunities and money to be made. Very true. And his replies, and from the media owner's side, it is like the supermarket layout. Every time they change, people get lost and have to relearn. In the process, they waste time and buy more than they planned to. <laughs> so yeah, you need to be on the side of knowing, you know, where not to, what aisle not to go into and knowing that people are going to buy more, to spend more money on you if they don't know what aisle to be in. So yeah, we then have Roshan going back to a bit of some worries, saying way too much gray area, big businesses with large budgets and teens will thrive, while same mom and pop shops will get crushed. Julie replies to question six, saying, I am excited that we might be moving off, off of such hyper-attribution focused digital advertising, partly because I think attribution has always been part wishes and myth. There will be room for smart people with good ideas for how to reach people. And his replies, you are always being so positive in the midst of this chaos. Julie replies, thank you. I'm an optimistic person by nature and I'm also the type who can deal with change if I have a plan. So I think I try to convey that energy for others. So much changes in our industry so often. That's true. And I'm really, really definitely very grateful to Julie for that. It really allows us to look as to Let's talk about what the problems are and what we need to do to make sure those problems doesn't stop us from having a livelihood in the future. Ashwin replies to a comment about attribution saying, oh, I always love finding out other brilliant people who aren't enthused by attribution. And Julie replies, oh, I have thoughts in all caps on attributions. All thoughts, no prayers, replies Ashwin. Um, and then we have Julie taking us on to uh, question seven, our last question saying, Bold prediction time. Share your most bold or wild future of PPC prediction. My biggest one I've got is the fact that the keyword is going to die. We're not going to be able to bid on keywords. It's just going to be, you know, show us your landing page. Give us an idea of what your ad copy should look like and we'll do the rest. Astrid then replies to question six saying the inevitable demise of shitty brands that employ questionable advertising practices when it will no longer be affordable for them to do so. Conversely, the return of creativity to ad text and creatives, agencies start hiring witty copywriters now. That would be a nice change. And then we have Sean Ellie replying to question six saying, as much as I complain about changes, that is part of the reason I love this industry. Have to stay on your toes and up to date. I'm excited to see how you see new ad types targeting options as technology continues to advance. And we have Julie replying to Sean Ellie, yeah, when um, with his answer to question five about platforms pushing automation that inherently prioritizes large businesses with large budgets and large data sets over small businesses. Julie replies, BBC, PPC's advantage 
used to be that you could dive in and see results right away versus SEO or other tactics. With automation, if your volume is not high, this is not really true. So if automated options are the only options in the future, it changes the use cases for PPC. And then we have Anders Horth replying to question six saying, really want to see that AI do something sensible on my campaigns one day. So far, not impressed, but the future is bound to be bright. That's a very positive tone of voice from Anders, loving that. And then Ashwin replies to question seven saying, not too wild, Fortune 100 running paid TikToks for hiring. Really wild, Mark Zuckerberg will be elected president of the US as the country's first winning independent. Oh, that's a scary, wild prediction. Dwayne replies to question six saying that the future is unwritten. If you asked me 10 or even five years ago, if I thought this is where we would be, couldn't have imagined it. Dwayne then replies to question seven saying that Facebook goes out of business. That is a wild prediction. We then have Joe replying to question seven saying Apple builds a search engine that actually gains some market share. Facebook declines to the point where it isn't a top PPC platform anymore. And on that note, we come to the end of our chat and the end of this episode. It's been quite an interesting whirlwind to hear, you know, people's thoughts and views as to Meta, aka Facebook, <laughs> and um, what that means for the future of paid social, paid search, and of, of keywords. The fact that somebody thinks that Zuckerberg could be president of the United States. I don't know whether that's good or bad. That's, oh, I can't. No. I don't want to think about that. Anyway, I hope you found this talk very useful, taking some great takeaways. And if you want to continue this chat with us, why don't you join us on Thursday? It's at 4 p.m. GMT, but still at 12 p.m. Eastern time to share your views about the future of PPC and um, off the back of the Facebook announcements. For any feedback about the podcast or maybe even some correction and anything that has been shared, get in touch with me on Twitter. My DMs are open on the handle The Marketing Anu or on LinkedIn with um, the PPC Chat Roundup podcast group. We'd love to have you there. And as I shared earlier on at the beginning of this episode, we now have an amazing sponsor called Opteo. And um, Opteo are an amazing automated tool that allow you to do Google ads a lot more smarter with great recommendations and great ways of adapting your reporting to match your branding. So just go to opteo.com forward slash PPC chat to get a 60 day free trial to see what they're all about and how they can supercharge your paid search advertising. And finally, remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly, there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye and speak to you next week.